This is Channel 253. In this episode of Gimme the Mic. There's a Sean King quote that I just have been thinking about over and over during the past couple of weeks, which is, um, it's hard to know a moment of history when you're in it. And mm. I know like 20 years from now, <laughs> this will be a very interesting moment in history books, but right now it just yeah. doesn't. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Hi, I am Stella Keating. I'm a trans rights activist and a national public speaker with the Gender Cool Project. I also inspired and helped establish the Mayor's Youth Commission right here in Tacoma. I have grown up in Tacoma for all my life and love it a whole lot. Through my work, I met amazing youth activists around the country and here in Tacoma, doing critical work and making an impact in their communities. The purpose of this podcast series is to highlight important work happening in Tacoma being led by youth. So give me the mic. Welcome back, everyone, to Give Me the Mic. Um, I have two people here today, uh, Q and Ola, and I just, um, they've done a lot of amazing work um, on racial justice here in Tacoma, and I believe are both in college. So, uh, Q and Ola, if you could uh, please introduce your name, um, pronouns, and where you're at in your education journey. My name is Ala Al-Shaybani, and I am currently in my first year of grad school over at the Evans School pursuing my master's in public administration. Um, yeah. and I'm really excited to be here. Sweet. Um, my name is Quanessa, but most people call me Q. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, and I, I graduated um, college uh, in 2018, but I'm starting school again um, in the fall. Oh, awesome. That's amazing. Um, and you both are from Tacoma and mostly grew up in Tacoma, right? That's correct. Yes, I was born in Tacoma. I grew up in, in University Place, um, which is just a suburb of Tacoma is how I call it. Um, but yeah. yes, and then I forgot to mention my pronouns are she, her. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I consider myself a 253 kid. Um, I grew up uh, or I went to elementary school in, in Tacoma um, and then part of Lakewood or and then Lakewood for part of the time um, and then middle school in Lakewood. Uh, high school in Lakewood and then college um, in Parkland. So pretty much uh, born and bred in the 253. And then now I live in the Hilltop um, as I did when I was a child. So uh, born and raised in Tacoma. Cool. So I guess my first question is, um, what inspired you uh, both to get involved with social justice work and how old were you when you both started? Wow, what a question. Um, so <laughs> what inspired me? I guess um, growing up, I feel like I was privileged enough to get a pretty good education. Um, and throughout my education, I feel like a theme was that there were always moments of injustice in history, um, but then there were always people that fought for justice as well. Um, and I was always inspired by everybody that we learned about. Um, and I never really imagined that I could be a person that could contribute in a big way. Um, and then 2016 happened. And I was, how old was I? I was a senior in college. So I was like 22, I think. Um, and I realized that I needed to get 
more involved rather than just posting quotes um, <laughs> and <laughs> like liking comments on Facebook. Um, and so one of the first things that I did was that I um, helped in planning the Tacoma Appreciation event at the Islamic Center of Tacoma after a bunch of neighbors from in Tacoma left anonymous notes of love on um, people's windshields during prayer after the first Muslim ban was passed. Um, yeah. And through that event, yes. Um, actually, your mom was there. I don't remember if you were there that day. Um, but it was the first time I've ever spoken in front of a large crowd um, and addressed issues head on and invited people to participate and become civically engaged. Um, and after that, it just kind of, the ball just kept rolling. And I am excited to see what's next in store for me and for the community, the community of Tacoma and the whole country. Yeah, I definitely remember that event. It was a really amazing event. I, I still think that I have the note um, that have my name written in, um, yeah, I can't remember what the language is. Probably and in I Arabic. That's that. so cool. No, that's yeah, Arabic. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so I, still, I think I still have that note. And I remember, all, I think all three of us went. It was really powerful and really amazing. And especially after, like, like what has been happening in yes. D.C. <laughs> so, and how about you community. Yeah. Thank you, Allah, for that work and for, like, you know, talking a little bit about your journey. Um, fun fact, me and Allah went to the same undergrad. Um, so we were at school at the same time, which was really nice. Um, Shout out to you. Yeah, go Lutz. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was very nice. Um, but yeah, I think for me, my journey, um, I, I don't think I really came into it until also um, in college or the summer before um, I was in, in college. Um, and I can tell you a little bit about that in just a second. I think the before I, I got to college, I, I considered myself uh, pretty like... Um, I would consider myself like a, a bridge builder sort of person. And I still consider myself that way. But um, when I was younger, I, my politics weren't very um, radical. I was very much um, mm-hmm. kind of approached it as like, you know, you know how we kind of minimize um, Martin Luther King, Dr. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and kind of make it as if it's, you know, his only work was the I Have a Dream speech. Um, that's kind of where, yeah. where I was before, <laughs> before I went to college. Um, I kind of <laughs> was just like, um very much like you know let's just all get along um without like seeing like the root issues and the root causes of kind of why um you know there is like injustice in in the world um and then uh the summer before i started college um two things happened Uh, i got this scholarship um called act six my senior year of high school um oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is it's a scholarship that basically invests. It was it was started in Tacoma and and some man uh, Tim Heron um, who's amazing. I'm in his garage actually. <laughs> um, um, yeah. He, yeah. He basically started a scholarship so that like students or like people like me who grew up like in Tacoma um, who wanted to become like community leaders could like have the opportunity to go to school. Um, and that was kind of my first insight to like wow like why wouldn't people like me, like from Tacoma, typically have the opportunity to go to school? Um, And that kind of started my insight into like, you know, um, thinking about like class um, and like power and privilege. Um, But then I got, or excuse me, prior to starting college, um, Michael Brown um, was killed in an incident of police brutality. um, And that pretty much opened my eyes to just like injustice in the world. 
um, injustices, like in terms of like racism and um, prejudice and, and things like that. Um, and Michael Brown, I think, touched me a, a lot, his story in particular, because um, I, well, we actually like have our birthdays are only a few days apart. We were both planning to start um, college and grew up kind of in the same sort of like low income um, sort of uh, environment. And so that really impacted me. And so I thought a lot about like my positionality and like, you know, what separated me from other people in the world um, uh, and, you know, why like someone like me, you know, got to live versus, you know, someone like that uh, whose life gets like taken early. And that's like a lot of deep questions, yeah. but that kind of set me on my journey. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I think as someone who is white, um, I, I think a lot about, well, wouldn't it start from when you're a younger age? Because like, it's always happening to you. But like, you know, oftentimes you feel the you feel that but you don't really you don't really start the work until later and so like i really appreciate you both sharing um that uh, and thank you um and did you guys ever have any um ment uh, like a mentor or any mentors um i would say for me um i did have a lot of of mentors i think my first mentor was my fourth and fifth grade teacher, Mr. Selberg. Um, I went to Oak Brook Elementary, <laughs> um, but he, or in fourth and fifth grade, but he was a mentor of mine because um, he kind of knew a little bit about what was going on in my home life um, and made like a, a very, um, excuse me, he made a, a direct point to uh, mentor me like in the classroom, provide me like extra support, um, be like very patient with me, um, connected me with like older students so that I had like friends um, because I had started at that school like late. Um, and so that was probably like my first mentor. Um, and then I, I was um, fortunate enough to have a lot of different mentors meet me at different um, times in my life and kind of push me through um, whatever um, I was going through at that moment. I definitely feel like I had a lot of mentors. Yeah. How about you, Allah? Yeah, so I definitely had a lot of mentors and a lot of them came from my experience at PLU. Um, a lot of faculty and staff um, I met through PLU were ones who really um, supported me and helped me to see the strength in my voice and the strength that I had that I both in, at times wasn't willing to see and didn't notice in myself. Um, and so I really appreciate all of, all of them um, and for showing and I, I really appreciate them showing me that I am capable. Um, and then I also, one of my mentors is actually a woman that I worked for a couple years ago, um, Representative Melanie Morgan. Um, and she's amazing. Yes. She's like the opposite of me. <laughs> um, super confident, not apologetic at all. Um, just being like around her is just very helpful um, because I hope to gain like an ounce of that. <laughs> in my lifetime yeah. um and so that's been really amazing getting to work with her still yeah great in what ways um and for me it's hard to understand even with the next question i have to ask to like as a you know um as a white person like i'm not gonna ever understand this i'm not gonna be able to understand this like even just being trans like that doesn't help enough because i'm so passing um and so just within so i really i hope that i can at least gain a little bit more knowledge from this next question but um in what ways does um does and has racism impacted you and what are some of the barriers you have faced and are still facing 
man, what a question. Um, so I think the biggest um, way that racism impacts my life right now, um, I feel like overall I've been super privileged um, growing up in the community that I did. Um, I feel like I was super sheltered growing up. Um, and so I didn't really experience that many issues um, in like K through 12 as some of my friends have. Um, mm -hmm. And college definitely opened my eyes a little bit. Um, but I think for me, even in moving forward, um, the biggest thing that impacts my life is like internalized racism. Um, which is oh, something yeah. that impacted my life more growing up than like actual aggression coming from people. Um, and so yeah. for me, just trying to deconstruct that in my mind and not let that get in the way of what I'm capable of, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. My friends have ta been talking a lot. We've been talking a lot about internalize anything um and like how it still impacts us because i feel like and it's becoming more and more apparent as well um and even if people don't ever realize it um you know it's definitely barren it's really interesting <laughs> how about you too no okay um yeah it took me until like the end of my senior year of college to even know that I was doing that to myself. Um, yeah. We were talking about like assimilation and stuff. And I was like, oh mm -hmm. my God. And like, I've heard this word before. It's not something that was new, but that year was a very transformative year for me. Um, yeah. And so I think it just like was the tip of, or just the cherry on top. And so um, it made me realize like how much I was, like all the things that I've been doing in order to, try to fit in more um and so moving forward i've been trying to like come closer to my culture and appreciate all the good things that it has to offer um but still finding like that balance between the hyphen of being an arab and being american which has been um, it's been a journey <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense thank you for sharing about that um I think that you definitely like had a word there with like assimilation. Um, I definitely had my own journey and like bout with that. And I think it goes back to that idea of like thinking that I needed to be the peacemaker. So kind of like using, um, I, I, I would suppose like my light, lighter tone, like privilege, like as like a way for me to like gain access into spaces that maybe some of like um, individuals who have like darker tone skin than me would not have been able to. Um, and I did not like realize that I was using that to my advantage until I got um, a little bit older. Um, and I, and I think that that's something I wanted to say too, is like, for me, I identify as a, um, you know, black American, um, person, um, but also, uh, like a lesbian, um, but a mask presenting, um, lesbian, um, with that. So, um, often, and the reason I, I state that is because as like a mask person, um, and, and you talked a little bit about this, Stella, like as like passing, um, but as like a mask person, it's kind of like, I, I'm often seen as like black and um, like queer at the same time. Um, and so that's kind yeah. of like always in tandem and, and working together. Um, and, and that's like a, a, an interesting experience too, because I also didn't um, come out until I was a little bit older. So it's kind of like a lot of realizations at one time and like experiencing a lot of um, 
responses from other people at like one time, which can kind of um, be a lot, you know, so uh, in different uh, moments, um, but also really beautiful because it's like coming into yourself, like realizing your identities and in the power um, within mm-hmm. those. Um, and then I was going to say something else too. Um, oh yeah. I, I was going to say like in terms of racism, experiencing my ex. Uh, excuse me, impacting my life. Um, I think for a long time, I thought that the experiences that I was having was related more um, to like class than it was uh, race um, and didn't realize how like, you know, much in tandem those two things were. Um, Like for me, like I, um, racism, like and classism and a lot of other things impacted my life from a very young age. Uh, My father was incarcerated when I was three months old um, and I grew up, my parents grew up um in the hilltop of Tacoma so all of the rumors and all of the like violence and like gang stuff that everyone like um portrays uh the hilltop as having was like what my parents like grew up in um and so that um is like a mix of all of those different like systems working together right like you know class racism um like and a lot of other different things like um happening at the same time and I thought that they were separate as I was growing up um, but realize like, you know, it, it all relates back to that. Um, and other things too, like colonialism and imperialism and stuff, but, um, right. yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, but then I realized like la- earlier, or excuse me, later in my life, as I became like more radicalized, just how much, you know, um, racism, you know, it, it does impact like every opportunity that like people of color have, um, and whether you're considered for things or not, or, um, whether, you know, you get to advance or how your actions are seen, um, it's, it's always impacting our, our everyday life. Um, but also I have to recognize that, um, in tandem with the fact that, you know, I'm again, like a lighter uh, skin person. And though both of my parents are black, that doesn't mean that that light skin privilege doesn't like follow me wherever I go. So it, it, it's pretty complicated, but, um, I would say racism is definitely alive and well in, in everything that we do since it's, uh, pretty embedded in, in, you know, the founding of this nation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, We Art Tacoma. And I've been a member of TAPCO Credit Union since I was a kid, really. My parents set up a savings account for me, and I've had that account with them ever since. In fact, my first credit card wasn't from a big bank, it was from TAPCO, and I still have that too. What I appreciate about TAPCO is they are intensely local. Just like Channel 253, TAPCO keeps its focus on Tacoma and Pierce County. They have easy-to-reach branches and ATMs in the Tacoma area, and when I don't want to drive, I just use their online or mobile banking. To this day, TAPCO helps parents teach kids good savings habits. The Moolah Kids Club teaches kids about savings, not only through interest on their money, but with special prizes and discounts at local attractions. So if you want to help your kids start a savings account the same way my parents did, Check out our local credit union at tapcocu.org. My thanks to Tapco for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. Uh, do you have any advice for um, younger um, people who want to um, be able to get involved within their community, um, like any community? This is a great question. Um, for anybody who's looking to get involved at all, people, groups, nonprofits are always, 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 always looking for volunteers. Um, so never hesitate if there is an organization that you're interested in or a cause that you're interested in, um, 
it's one Google search away and then it's one email away from that. Um, it's super easy to get involved. I mm-hmm. just kind of threw myself in it. And then once people see that you're actually invested in something, then they'll reach out to you even more. And then soon enough, you're going to become an expert without even knowing that you're an expert. Um, that's kind of how the nature of this kind of work is. So don't hesitate. Just go. Go for it. Got it. I think the internet has really helped with that too. Like you said, one Google search away, it's like that much closer to us um, than ever before. Yeah, I agree like that. I think that's definitely something that I'm, I'm thankful to have. That way, um, it's nice to be able to look up things and know if people are like telling you the truth or like lying or where people get their information right. from, which is definitely, that's awesome. Um, and that's, I would just like um, add on to that and just say like, read as much as you can. Um, like, while you're doing the work, before you do the work, you know, after you've uh, participated in something that can really help. Um, because the more informed you are, then you kind of know, uh, you get to learn like different tactics and different strategies of how you, uh, where you see yourself, you know, and how you can get involved and how other people have gotten involved, like in different movements and kind of um, being able to like read up and, and understand history and what's worked and what hasn't worked can be really, really helpful um, and, and insightful. Um, for like kind of placing your energy in the right direction. Um, But then, yeah, I would say there's a lot of people like looking for help, um, starting new things or like building on things that they've been working on for a long time. So um, you're probably, you know, any, for anybody, we're probably in close, close proximity to someone who's already doing what we want to be doing. So just like not being afraid to like ask questions. Definitely. Questions are very key. So what is something like, like I'm currently 15, um, almost about to be 15 and a half in April, which I'm very excited about. Um, Congratulations. And, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But um, like you both said that you started your, more of your activism when you were a little bit older, but I guess what would be something that you would tell your 15 year old self? Yeah, I think for me that, that kind of jumps right into the front of my mind. I think I would just say, you know, trust yourself and, and, and believe like what you're experiencing is, is real. Um, I think a lot of us, we have a lot going on. Um, like, and I mean, no disrespect Stella, but when we're like 15, there's a lot of like physical things and emotional things and mental things happening yeah. for us. Um, yeah. so, so we kind of get a little bit lost and don't trust, um, maybe some of like the work that we hope to do or some of our um, own beliefs. Um, but it, that's a good time to like start trying things out or, um, a good time to kind of like, you know, um, trust that you're not going to have all of the right answers. Um, and then it's in that it's better to try to do something than to kind of just let yourself get bogged down with like, you know, maybe that you're not enough or that you, you know, can't really impact um, the world because you can um, starting from any age and just getting that courage, like to try is pretty important. I'm going to use that every day now. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty, pretty great and pretty spot on. I feel like when I was 15, I was not thinking about anything like this. I'm so amazed by, I can't remember the name of your generation, but your generation's awesome. Um, (laughs) I remember just like my senior year of college, like the first years that were coming in were just um, 10 steps ahead of where I was as a senior. Um, So it's just really amazing to see all of the younger people just like stepping up and speaking out and not being afraid. So I feel like what I would tell my 15 year old self is like, wake up (laughs) and like, it's okay to just learn as you go through a process. You don't have to be an expert when you start. That's not the purpose of it. Um, And every little thing helps. Every 
phone call, every email, every outreach to any single person is a way to help. I feel that's so hard right now. I feel like, um, and this actually kind of leads into my next question, what's happening with coronavirus or COVID-19, like we have to reach out to people. And luckily, thanks to the internet and Apple, it is much easier to reach out to those people um, just to be able to FaceTime with those people. So currently for the listeners, we are on a video, or on a video call um, instead of in an actual studio since uh, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Um, so how is the um, growing impact on, of COVID-19 um, impacted um, your daily lives and how have you guys been able to deal with that, like that and being able to still see your friends and do awesome things like this? <laughs> Um, I'm I'm actually uh, doing this Zoom call from my office <laughs> at work. Um, oh. Yes, yes. Um, I just got up, so it was perfect timing. Um, at four, before <laughs> I started this call, of course. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's been an interesting um, time for sure. Um, Sorry, I'm I'm saying a lot of ums because I'm thinking out loud. Uh, this is a good question. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. A lot of a lot. It brought up a lot of things in my mind. But um, I would say for me, most of the most of my daily routine is um, pretty similar. Um, my work. Um, I work at a nonprofit um, called the YWCA, which is uh, really wonderful. Um, but I, I work at um, a nonprofit. Uh, called the YWCA, and we work with survivors of domestic violence. Um, and because it's such um, a population with a high need, um, it's pretty hard for us to like, you know, close our services off. And we have a lot of different departments here, um, including a shelter, which you know, it's a twenty-four hour shelter, so it can't be closed. Um, and I don't, I don't work in the shelter. I actually work in the in the legal department. Um, uh, it's my dream being able to work in the legal department. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want. I, that, I'm actually going to law school in um, the fall, so we can talk about that for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I work in the legal department, and um, the cases are still ongoing, even though they're, you know, the this virus is also going on at the same time. And though both places, our organization and the courthouse, is taking a lot of um, precautions to. Um, kind of uh, keep us all uh, as safe as we can be. Um, there is still work that needs to to go on, um, and so it's kind of like living with that duality that it's like you know there's still people who are doing uh, positions or doing work that you know needs to continue, and at the same time we all have to try to stay healthy wh- while doing that. Um, but you know I also feel like very blessed that I'm not doing like something in like the healthcare system or like not doing something you know like teaching young ones or even being at home uh with young ones <laughs> that, that feels yeah. hard right now um but i you know yeah so i'm my routine is pretty pretty much the same um though we do have the option to take time off um if we all get sick in any regard um but outside of that i after work I, that's been kind of hard because you know there's no gym there's no um there's no like you know restaurants or like opportunities to spend time with people unless you know um you live with them or you practice like safe social distancing within the same space and that's kind of hard um mm-hmm. and I, I i talk pretty loud but like you know i get six feet it, it gets a little hard you know <laughs> to talk to all your friends yeah. and that. um but i you know i've been trying to me and see some, some of my friends did like a zoom call yesterday and i think we're going to try to maintain that um as like a community just like st- using technology like to our advantage um but i also mm-hmm. might try to pick up a skill that's not just me playing like breath of the wild on my switch like all the time so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it's interesting, like, 
my school's closed now. You know, our, all schools are closed, so I'm just stuck at home, basically. But um, I spent, like, all of yesterday. Like, I'm, I'm getting bored to the point that I spent um, most of yesterday just completely rearranging my room and then realizing that I can't really do what I want with it. And so <laughs> it's basically back to its original um, self. But thank God for the Internet. Like, we have that at least, and we can still FaceTime my friends. Yeah. Um, it's been an interesting time. There's a Sean King quote that I just have been thinking about over and over during the past couple of weeks, which is, um, it's hard to know a moment of history when you're in it. And mm. I know like 20 years from now, <laughs> this will be a very interesting moment in history books, but right now it just yeah. doesn't, I haven't had time to process mainly because it's my finals week. <laughs> um, so I'm still trying to finish a final. And haven't really had the chance to actually sit with the fact that I'm quarantined just because I've been steadily working away at assignments and things. Um, And then additionally, like I am privileged in a way where I have a job that doesn't require me to have to go to campus. Um, I am a student who doesn't have to worry about going to school right now um I live at home so I don't have to worry about rent um I don't have kids (laughs) um so I don't have to worry about that so there are so many things out there that are um really affecting people that I'm in a place in my life where I'm not having to worry about it so yeah I feel like I'm 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 okay um and like you all mentioned the internet is something again that we have access to um and it's a great way to stay connected to friends when I am able to do that after today (laughs) um but yeah I haven't really had a chance to actually like sit with the fact that we're in a time of quarantine and social distancing and all of that yeah yeah and I'm just grateful to see all of the positivity that this community is bringing forth during this time of uncertainty. Um, seeing everything that the schools are doing, um, that the community is doing to help out with families, um, what the governor is doing, what the whole country and the world is doing is just amazing. Um, and so I just keep looking at all the positives. <laughs> um, yes. Mainly because I haven't had time to sit with the negatives, but yes. <laughs> Sounds like a good strategy for staying, you know afloat and not getting too depressed amongst all this panic you know yeah all right so i want to go on the ledge um what are what is an unpopular opinion that you guys have all say mine just to like get the ball rolling um i believe that christmas is overrated still i almost hung up i was gonna say hey that's mine but i feel like that doesn't even work for me so do you guys have any, like, I, it's really hard to think of them. I don't like sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kate? Do you have any on the top of your head? An unpopular opinion that I have. I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's not unpopular if, you know, I think it because it's popular to me. <laughs> 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 um, what would I say? Oh, okay. Maybe this is an easy one. This is one of my less radical thoughts, but... I think that uh, butter pecan ice cream is the most superior ice cream <laughs> of all the ice creams in the world. What? <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
there a way that um, folks can connect with you um, and the work that you've done uh, within uh, your communities and uh, what you're still doing right now? I think uh, for me, um, I'm, I try to make myself pretty available if I <laughs> see the messages. Sometimes I, I'm uh, pretty bad about checking um, like my social media messages and stuff. Um, but my, you know, name uh, on most platforms is just Quanessa um, or Quanessa Long. Um, most people in real life just call me Q, but I am the same person. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I would say that's probably the best um, strategy for me um, or email, which is just um, quanessal4 at gmail.com. Um, and then I'm, for me right now, I, I was doing a lot of organizing um, when I was in school. Um, but the last couple of years, um, I've just been doing a lot more of participating um, and trying to support like local community events. Um, and I try to keep my community um, pretty plugged into anything that I'm attending, um, just because since I'm from here and like grew up here, I, I uh, fortunately get invited to a lot of um, things that are pretty like really unique and new um, and like things that are just like uh, pretty grassroots. Um, so I try to, um, you know, try to be an advocate for different events happening in the community um, as of right now. Um, and so the best thing um, to stay connected with me would just um, feel free to send me a message or an email. Um, and I'm happy to talk about anything, um, my experiences here or, you know, any of the work that um, I think is happening, that is really neat that is happening um, in Tacoma. Um, so yeah, that's the best thing for me. Yeah. Um, pretty much the same. Anybody can contact me through social media um, my email address, um, is there a way that we can like list it in writing so that people can like copy it rather than saying it? I don't know if saying it would be helpful. Yeah, we can put it in the description of the, um, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, through email, um, Facebook, I'm on all the time. Um, but just like Q was saying, I'm not as active as I've been um, just because I'm in grad school right now. Um, but yeah. I am down to be a support in any way um, or connect people to other people because like I mentioned before, everybody needs volunteers. Um, and so I can definitely connect people to different organizations depending on what they're interested in learning or what they're interested in helping with. Awesome. Uh, and for sadly, my final question. Um, it's not a heavy one. I'm just sad that the this has that this is my sad last question. Um, what is one word that you would take away from our conversation today? Just to clarify, one word meaning like one thought, or one word meaning one specific word. Like a specific word that you would take away from this conversation. It's kind of a hard question. It could it could also be a thought. I think the word that I would pick is community. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the word, I don't, I don't know if it was stated specifically, um, but I would say um, engagement, um, especially because you, you got me thinking about that, about what I was doing when I was 15 um, and younger um, and the ways that um, I either contributed to my community then or the ways that I, you know, wish that I would have or was thinking about doing it. So um, engagement is definitely something that, that's been on my mind um, through this conversation. Um, and thank you for sparking that um, thought within me. Um, I have like the idea of a word. It's like informed. I feel more informed from this conversation and that I learned a lot about what I can do as a white person. So uh, thank you guys so much and thank you for listening. And yeah, it was really great to talk to you guys. Thank you.
Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Give Me the Mic is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Art Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.